0: Hi again, everybody. I'm Dan Horde, and thanks for downloading the Bengals Booth podcast. The Dream On, Dream On, Dream On, Dream Until Your Dream Come True. Addition as the Cincinnati Bengals are headed to the Super Bowl. Let me say that again The Cincinnati Bengals are headed to the Super Bowl. Coming up, you'll hear radio replays, post-game comments, and analysis from my broadcast partner Dave Lapham after a thrilling overtime win over the Chiefs in Kansas City. Then, in this week's fun fact segment, you'll hear from a guy who just joined the team last week and has made an impact in the first two road playoff wins in team history. The Bengals Booth Podcast is presented by Ultimate Bengals, the free-to-play next-level fantasy football game. Download it now from the App Store and Google Play. And by On Location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL. Visit OnLocationExp.com for exclusive access to the biggest events in the NFL all season long, including Super Bowl 56. And here's a quick reminder that you can have the latest edition of this podcast delivered right to your phone, tablet, or computer by subscribing. Wherever you get your podcasts. It's the greatest thing since Burnt Ends. Burnt ends are a barbecue specialty in Kansas City. Here's a description that I found on the internet. The ends of a brisket are thinner than the middle part and therefore cook faster. And after long hours in the smoker, the ends get, well, burnt. These crunchy, heavily caramelized, intensely smoky end pieces are delicious. And I had them at lunch and dinner the day before the AFC Championship game. It was the second best part of my trip to kansas city a very distant second best if you listen regularly to this podcast you know that i usually do a very detailed recap of the game mixing highlights with post-game interviews with a 6 a.m flight to catch on monday i'm going to make it a little less time consuming this week you'll get all of the radio replays first followed by some of the post-game comments After that, it's analysis from Dave Lapham and then a really good edition of Fun Facts with Bengals newcomer Zach Kerr. First, the highlights of the Bengals' biggest win in 33 years. Today, for the first time in 33 years, the Cincinnati Bengals are one win from going to the Super Bowl. But to get there, they will have to beat one of the game's all-time greatest coaches, and a 26-year-old quarterback with supernatural talent. And they'll have to do it in the world's loudest outdoor stadium. It's the AFC Championship game and it's time for the big skin to fly here at Arrowhead Stadium. Mahomes drops back to throw, looking over the middle, scans left, scans right, takes off, running toward the sideline, chucks it into the end zone, caught near the back pylon by Tyreek Hill, Touchdown, Kansas City. A 32-yard try from the right hash for Evan Almighty. Evan McPherson, he has been perfect in the postseason. Kevin Huber ready for the snap. Catches, puts it down. Evan McPherson's kick launched high and true. It is good. And the Bengals are on the scoreboard with 36 seconds left in the first quarter. Third down and two from the five. Mahomes back to throw. Does a little shoulder Finish. shake. Ugh. Under pressure, running backward. He's at the 19, now charges forward, throws into the end zone. Touchdown, Travis Kelsey. That's just
1: backyard ball. That's out on the schoolyard in the playground.
0: Mahomes under center. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is the running back. They fake to him, Mahomes throws, it is caught, and it's a touchdown. McCall Hardman racing toward the forward right pylon, caught it at the one, and ran it in for the three-yard score.
1: You know, the thing about this Kansas City Chiefs offense, talk about speed. Speed can stretch you vertically, it can also stretch you horizontally. I mean, they are so fast.
0: Burrow back to throw. Short pass caught by Pirine. Pirine down to the 30. Nice. Sideline. 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Yeah. Touchdown! Nice. Bengals! Samaje Pirine taking a short pass. 41 yards to the house. From the one-yard line with five seconds left in the half. Mahomes Ooh. throws. Hill catches at the 6 and nice. gets tackled. Nice. Inbounds! And the clock runs nice. out! Eli. A very questionable decision by the Kansas City Chiefs. They threw it sideways to Tyree Kill, and the Cheetah could not get in or get out of bounds. Eli Eli Apple with a tackle at the 1, and the Bengals dodge a bullet as Kansas City drives to the 1, runs two plays, and fails to score. This will be a 31-yard attempt from the left hash. McPherson 1-for-1 in this game, 9-for-9 in the postseason. Clark Harris snaps it to Kevin Huber. The kick is on its way from McPherson, and it is good. And the Bengals have pulled within eight. Shotgun snap. Mahomes passes, deflected, and picked off. The Bengals have the ball at the 27. B.J. Hill comes away with a football, and the Bengals get a takeaway. Down by eight with 2.18. Left in the third quarter. Third down and goal. The ball just inside the Kansas City three. Shotgun snap to Burrow. Throws it into the end zone for Chase. He leaps. Yeah, he's got yeah. it. Touchdown. <laughs> Bengals with 14 seconds left in the third quarter. And now the Bengals can go for two yep. to try to tie this game. Trent Taylor goes in motion from right to left. He's in the game. Shotgun snap. Burrow throws yeah. for Taylor. Yeah. Wide open. <laughs> He's got it. Near the it? forward left pylon. It's a two point conversion. <laughs> yeah. And the Bengals have climbed back from a 21 3 deficit to tie this game.
1: I'll tell you what just a simple out route, and they lost him. They lost tracker Trent Taylor. Third down and seven
0: for the Bengals at their own 23. Burrow waiting for a shotgun snap. Samaje Pirine lines up to his left. Two receivers left, two out to the right. Burrow back to throw. Burrow grab, gets away from a sack, scrambling left, being chased, gets away again. Wow. Running up the sideline, wow. sticks out the ball unreal. with his right hand and gets the first down just past uh, the line to gain. Chris unreal. Jones had him dead to rights. Jones gets to his feet, and he can't believe he did not get Joe Burrow to the ground. Sneaky athletic. This is a 52-yard try for the 22-year-old kid from Fort Payne, Alabama. The snap, the put-down the kick it has the distance yeah, baby it is good yeah. the Bengals have yeah. the lead for the first time with six minutes and four seconds to go on third and goal from the nine Mahomes catches the shotgun snap retreats back to the 18 looking around in the end zone nobody open yet no pressure at all now here comes the rush Mahomes way back at the yeah, 25 baby. loses Balls the ball out. the <laughs> Chiefs fall on it at the 26 oh, two seconds on the clock in regulation Butker is ready. The snap, the put down, the kick is on its way. It is good. Yep. And we are headed to overtime. Tied at 24. The Bengals send three. Cover with eight. Mahomes deep downfield for the cheetah it's deflected and intercepted by von bell bell running in the middle of the field to the 40 45 taken down with a high tackle by kelsey at the 45 yard line no penalty flag but the bengals come up with an overtime interception and now could win the game on a field goal four years ago he was a senior in high school in tiny fort Payne, alabama now the Bengals' super bowl chances rest on his right foot the kick is up hit yes good
1: coffin nails (laughs) bam 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 that is unbelievable the cincinnati bengals come from behind on the road unbelievable dan it
0: is no fluke (laughs) it is a fact the Cincinnati Bengals are headed to Super Bowl 56.
1: They just redefined the word resilient.
0: The Bengals Booth podcast is presented by Ultimate Bengals, the free-to-play fantasy football game. This year, Ultimate Bengals awarded a weekly winner during the course of the season with tickets, autograph merchandise, and money-can't-buy experiences all up for grabs. Find Ultimate Bengals in the App Store, and Google Play. Now, time to hear from several Bengals beginning with Cincinnati native Sam Hubbard. The Chiefs had the ball at the four yard line with 126 to go before Hubbard came up with back to back sacks that knocked Kansas City backward and forced the Chiefs to settle for a
1: game tying field goal. I mean, we're going to the Super Bowl, and it sounds crazy to say that. I think when you say that, it's just uh, hard to believe, and we're here. Um, you know, I love this team, I love this city, and uh, we got one more to get uh, to get it all, and uh, I'm just on cloud nine right now.
0: The Chiefs won the coin toss in overtime, but unlike last week against Buffalo, did not drive for a game-ending touchdown. Instead, Patrick Mahomes was intercepted by Von Bell.
2: They're they going to make plays. You know, they, they're here for a reason. You know, they've they been in the Super Bowls, they've been in the big games, they know how to win. Uh, They're going to find their guys. They're going to make plays, but we're going to make plays too. And uh, when you have the opportunity, go out there and make them and seize the moment. And um, like I said, just calm down. Uh, make the plays that come to you. And uh, everything else go unfold how it's supposed to unfold. And um, we just stuck to it, man. We never batted an eye,
0: never had doubt. Lean on one another. Just going out there, just having fun playing with each other. For the fifth time this year, in the second week in a row, the game ended on a game winning walk off field goal by McFearless. Evan McPherson. Who has made all four of his field goal attempts in three straight playoff wins? I didn't say anything this week, but you know, I was going through my head that there's probably a good chance that we were, we we're going to go into the Super Bowl,
2: and you know, it's just it's so surreal that it, you know this game came down to a field goal, and obviously. It, it wasn't just me, um, you know, our defense put us in a great position with the interception and then our offense obviously uh, had a lot of confidence in them that they were going to drive it down and,
0: you know, either, I thought we were going to score, you know, I was, that's what I was telling a lot of people, you know, we're, this game's going to on end a, on a touchdown, not a field goal. Joe Burrow completed 23 of 38 passes for 250 yards with two touchdowns and one interception. He was only sacked once and hit four times. But here's the stat that really matters. Burrow has already led the Bengals to three playoff wins. That ties Boomer Esiason's team record. And like Boomer and Kenny Anderson, Burrow is taking the Bengals to the Super Bowl. I wouldn't
1: call it surreal. I would say it's exciting. You know, I think if you would have told me before the season that we'd be going to the Super Bowl, I probably would have called you crazy. But then, you know, we played a whole
0: season and nothing surprises me now i know the kind of guys we have and the team that we have so you know there's there's still one left we're excited about this one but you know we'll celebrate tonight and then move on the final word comes from head coach zach taylor first of all i'm happy for this team and everyone in the organization but you can't help but but think about all the people back in cincinnati celebrating right now um and all the people that were here it felt like half the stadium you know at the end of the game when the game was over and all of our fans got down there uh it was it was a special moment so happy for the city of Cincinnati. They they've waited for this moment. They've supported us waiting for this moment. Um, couldn't be happier that that. Uh, hopefully we can get them all out to LA. We can figure that out. Get the planes, the shuttles, the trains, whatever we got to do. We got to get all these people out to LA because we we're now going to be playing a California team. And uh, I know the fans are all probably hoping for the 49ers because what what better way to go than than the most recent one that they had. Um, but either way, it's it's going to be fun and and we're going to have to have our best on the, on that Sunday in the Super Bowl. So. Appreciate the fans. Couldn't be, wouldn't be here without them. The Bengals' Super Bowl opponent will be the Los Angeles Rams on the Rams' home field. The second year in a row that the NFC champion has hosted the Super Bowl. The Rams advanced with a 20 to 17 win over the 49ers. That means Zach Taylor will be coaching against his former boss, Sean McVay. Now, time for post-game analysis with my broadcast partner, Dave Lapham. Lap, I got the impression that at the end of the game, your feeling was the same as mine. I can't believe that this team is going to the Super Bowl.
1: I really can't either, Dan. I mean, you look at it. Two years ago, the dregs of the NFL. <laughs> Two wins.
0: <laughs> I mean, 0 and 011 to begin with.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, that, it, it's as dramatic a turnaround as the NFL's ever seen. It really is. It's, it's, it's indescribable. Um, hats off to all of them. Hats off to everybody. The thing, the thing that they've done so well is uh, when, they had, when they got the opportunity, they enjoyed it, had fun, maximized it, played loose, were resilient. All the things you needed to do, they did. It's, it's just it's mind-boggling. And when you think about how young they are at key positions, at key spots, the coaches too, I mean, it's, it's really wild. It really is. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a heck of a story. Um, Hollywood, could, Hollywood could not write a better script than what happened. It's, an, it's amazing.
0: So in the first half, the Chiefs' offense was a hot knife through butter. First drive, 84 yards, touchdown. Second drive, 75 yards, touchdown. Third drive, 72 yards, touchdown. Fourth drive, long drive down to the one-yard line, and they get nothing. How much did that play and that decision
1: change the momentum of this game? I think it was the determining factor. I think it was the turning point in the football game. For them to, uh, you know, three touchdown passes in the red zone from home, boom, boom, boom. Um, And then get in the red zone and (laughs) try to kind of outthink himself, be a little bit too cute, did Andy Reid. And that play, the design of that play, it's all or nothing. And they got nothing out of it. And and honestly, you can question a lot of things. You can question the decision to do it, the play selection. um, and And it's amazing that Eli Apple made the play they made in space on a on a guy that's is incredibly athletic is Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if if you throw it out there 100 times, you think Tyreek Hill would probably make the play a high high percentage of it of the time, but Eli Apple when it counted, he stepped up and made the play and and uh, really in the playoffs, he's been a big playmaker. I mean, he has made, he's he's flashed. I mean, he's he's jumped off the tape. There's no question about it. Was also his pass interference penalty that put the ball
0: at the one yard line. So you talk about making up for your mistake. Holy cow!
1: No question. No question. And that—that's—that's that's the epitome of uh, resiliency. You know, it's like compartmentalizing. All right. You know, I've uh, can't do anything about what I've done. All I can do is what I'm about to do, <laughs> and try to make restitution. All I can control is the future. The past is done. No more control of that anymore. And and uh, man. to to think of all the guys that made how about Sam Hubbard back-to-back sacks at the most crucial time of the football game Uh, that's that's just amazing when they rush three and drop eight I mean plastering the receivers Holmes having nowhere to go with the football they really must have uh, disguised things a lot differently in the second half because it looked like it was a puzzle that he couldn't even come close to solving whereas in the first half he was just decisive and ripping it in the second half he never felt good about anything that he was looking at down the football field. So, hats off to Lou Anarumo, the defensive staff, for tweaking things, uh, making the adjustments that they made, um, and, and making life tough on Mahomes and for the players for executing it all. Um, but man, <laughs> twenty-one to three at the end of the, to, close to the end of the half, and, and to score, you know, to make it uh, an eleven-point game at halftime. You thought, well, you know, they get the ball to start the third quarter. If he can stop make a stop there and cut it to a one score game you have a shot and that's exactly what happened crazy
0: so in the first meeting 28 points in the first half three in the second half and this one 21 points in the first half three in the second half but the difference is in that first game the Bengals offense held the ball for almost the entire second half the Chiefs only had three possessions this time the Chiefs got the ball plenty of times punt punt interception punt punt field goal Interception, seven drives, three points, two turnovers, with Mahomes,
1: Kelsey Hill, etc. It really is incredible. Uh, you know, you look at the turnovers, and then the play at the uh, at the end of the first half that we talked about with Andy Reid's decision, where no points in the red zone. I mean, that's three takeaways. You talk about three possessions that you that you steal without allowing any points to the Kansas City Chiefs. That's what you had to have happen. That that was one of the pieces of the formula, I think, for success. And I, I, was, I was absolutely stunned, though. You know, Bengals come from behind 14 uh, nothing, 21-7, 28-14 in Cincinnati. That's one thing. But to go on the road at Arrowhead and be down 21-3 in that place mm-hmm. and to come back and, and, uh, and win the football game, It's it's just it's incomprehensible, indescribable. It's in everything. I mean, it is as wild a script as I've ever seen written, that's for sure.
0: What can you say about Joe Burrow? I mean, for what he's done for the city, for the franchise, for the future of the franchise, it's really
1: hard to put into words. It is. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen – well, I shouldn't say because, you know, I haven't been – in Bengals history anyway – but I'm sure it was that way with uh, Peyton Manning. But Peyton Manning's rookie year, he led the NFL in interceptions, you know, and they won two games. But you know, you could see what you might have in Peyton Manning. Joe Burrow, I mean, in the ten games he played, he was, <laughs> he was making noise as, as he would put it at that time. Right away, mm-hmm. he just jumped right in and was, he was getting it done. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I've ever seen one piece as. Impressive and, and as important as what Joe Burrow's done. I mean, he believes, so they all believe. You know, he, as, um, as as the great Paul Brown said, "Winning makes believers of us all." And Joe Burrow's a winner. Joe Burrow, you know, he got to the state championship game, lost in the shootout, put up crazy numbers. What he did at LSU, what he's doing here. This guy, the bigger the game, the the more he steps up the more he believes, and it's contagious. You, teammates believe at that point in time.
0: You've known Mike Brown for nearly 50 years. What do
1: you think's going through his mind? Yeah, I, I think he's uh, he's desperately wanted this to happen, I think, for a long time. And I, I think he's just his, – his mind's probably blown. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it, it is mind-boggling to think that um, this year – that they took it as far as they did. I mean, I think he was expecting improvement, like all of us, but I don't think that in his wildest dreams he could think, could have thought that back in uh, August and September that this team was going to the Super Bowl. I just, you know, it's I don't know how you can go there, how you can get there. You can hope, but to actually, you know, have a true feeling, true belief that that was going to be the case. So, I mean, I would think at the stage of his life that he's at, there could not be a better gift from Mike Brown than what he's experiencing right now. I mean, <laughs> he probably feels like a kid again.
0: Yeah, it was pretty cool to see him up on that stage, hugging Zach Taylor, hugging Icky Woods. <laughs> uh, what a moment for Mike Brown and uh, and everybody in his family. And then there's Zach Taylor, 6-25-1 in his first two years. That ranks with among the worst records of any coach in history in their first two years and now in year three, he's taken this team to the Super Bowl,
1: and these guys love him. You know, it, it, it's it's amazing. Um, like Zach has said, if he were with a, almost any other organization in the NFL, he wouldn't have gotten a third bite of the apple, wouldn't mm-hmm. have gotten a third year. Uh, but Mike Brown believed, and Mike Brown is patient and persistent in, in his belief. Uh, so y- you look at wh- what kind of a feeling must there be between Zach Taylor and Mike Brown right now. <laughs> I mean, that's, you talk about bonds that are made. That's, that's a bond that is unique. Um, it, it'll, it'll never be broken. They'll never forget any of it. Uh, it's, it's life-changing, to say the least. Uh, just to imagine the resiliency and uh, the determination that it took to get from where they were to where they've gotten to in such a short period of time, I mean, the perfect storm had to happen. It, it was the, the the perfect year to go to in '14 because you got Joe Burrow, and then you know make some improvements, and you can you know, then a guy get a guy like Jamar Chase, and it's like wow. But then all the other stuff they did in, in free agency in the draft, they just have made a lot of really good decisions in a short period of time here to turn this thing around. It's almost it's almost impossible. To, to, you know, predetermine or track a course that they took. And, man, they, they hit everything out of the park. Everything they did, not everything, but a high, high percentage of most things that they did turned out to be the right thing. Just unbelievable.
0: Here's a stat that speaks to the resiliency. That's only the second time in the last 13 postseason overtime games that the team that lo- lost the coin toss won the game. Second time in the last 13 postseason overtime games. It's such a huge advantage to get the ball first where you can score a touchdown and win or maybe get two possessions of one, whatever it might be. For the Bengals to come up with the interception first, Von Bell, and then to calmly drive down the field into chip shot field goal range is remarkable.
1: It is. It is. I mean, to get a turnover after you lose the coin toss... (laughs) <laughs> is uh, you know I, I don't know what the analytics guys would say, but it's got to be minuscule uh, percentage-wise for that to take place. And um, man, Von Bell, he got his. Finally got his. You know, I mean, Jesse Bates had gotten his. Uh, Pratt had gotten his. Wilson had gotten his. So in the middle of the football field is where a lot of that stuff takes place normally. And you know, I was hoping Von Bell might get his in, in the red zone <laughs> uh, before the end of the football game, but it was the next possession, and it was a massive possession for him to take the football away like he did, and and for the Bengals to finalize it. Uh, they, they were, I mean, once they started um, sensing that they could finish the football game, whew, I mean, I've been there and that. You start to swell up a little bit. You know, you come off the line of scrimmage a little bit harder, and Joe Mixon was running a little bit harder, and Mm -hmm. and then it's like, you know, now we got it. We got these guys on our heels and uh, on their heels, and we're going to finish this thing. We're going to finish it in a big way. How about B.J.
0: Hill, too? More uh, return on that trade for Billy Price just before the start of the regular season. Tips a pass to himself, intercepts it at the Kansas City 27, leads to the tying touchdown and two-point conversion with 14 seconds to go in the third quarter.
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of times, you know, it's always like, who's going to make a play? What player is going to make a play? And if you had said before the game, if you took a poll of, I don't know, the entire Bengals nation – How many people would have said B.J. Hill is going to tip a ball to himself (laughs) (laughs) and set the team up for for a huge play? I mean, that's that's the beauty of a team sport like that. You know, you have twenty two moving parts, and everybody's capable. Um, And and B.J. Hill he he had his moment, and when his moment uh, basically made itself present to him, he capitalized. You know, I mean, the thing is, he not only tipped it to himself, he followed it, caught it. Finished it. I've mean, seen many times where, guys, you know, particularly linemen tip it to themselves and can't even really finish the play. Uh, but B.J. Hill, it was that's, that's something that he'll remember the rest of his life. He will always be, when they show highlights of the AFC championship game in the 2021 22 season, B.J. Hill will be a guy that they show that was amongst the big plays in that football game. It's huge. Here's something
0: I would like to know. What made the coaches think to put Trent Taylor into the game for the two-point conversion? The dude barely plays on offense. I don't think he had a catch other than the Cleveland game where the subs played. They put him in in that crucial situation,
1: and he's wide open to catch the two-point conversion. What made them think of Trent Taylor in that situation? That's a good question. I wonder how long they had worked on it. I wonder how many reps that he had taken. Um, yeah all, the, all those things are are, uh, are good questions um, but boy he answered the bell and here, here's a guy you talk about steady Eddie uh, Darren Simmons says all the time the number one thing I want him out of my return guys to hand the ball to the official and he has been flawless in his hand you know his handling of the football as a punt returner catching everything making good decisions uh, making a good decision when to let one hit the ground and and, and you know uh, or not. All those kind of things have been a big deal. Uh, he did a nice job of bluffing on, on the, one, the one that ended up in the end zone. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he had a lot of people believing he was going to catch that and return that thing. He knows what he's doing. I mean, he's a he's a clever guy, smart guy, um, understands you know all the little nuances and man, um, and there's another one. I mean, there's another guy that uh, as, as in history as you look at at the at the scoring summary of the of the championship game. There he is with the, with the huge two-point conversion, and that was huge, massive. And there's Trent Taylor. So we got B.J. Hill. We got Trent Taylor. Huh. Just what you'd expect. Yeah, the automatic. That was going to happen. You knew those two guys were going to make <laughs> huge plays in the, to determine part of the outcome of the game.
0: And then there's Evan McPherson flying in with his parents on the flight. Dad's a dead ringer is yeah. the slightly older version, but. I can't get over the fact that the dude looks like he's 15 years old. He was in high school four years ago, and now he's 12 for 12 in the postseason, hitting him from 50-plus, hitting him to win games. His level of composure and the clutch gene is remarkable.
1: It is. And, and you talk about Joe Burrow with an earned confidence. This guy, yeah, I mean, he believes he can do anything. And he probably can in terms of kicking the football. It it is just it's phenomenal. And uh, sat right behind his dad, talked to him on the flight quite a bit. He's got a, a son that just committed to Auburn, and he just broke his brother's record. He was the holder when Evan hit the sixty yarder in high school, and he just hit one from sixty one. Mm-hmm. Um, and Evan had uh, had made it from sixty eight in high school, but not in a game. And seventy five at Florida, but not in a game. <laughs> it's crazy. I don't know. I don't know what the McPhersons are feeding their sons, but man, they've got bionic legs. There's no no two ways about that. So yeah, it's and he, he just he's another one. Uh, Joe Burrow, Evan McPherson. When normally people's heart rates accelerate and it's a big t- a moment, and you know you just you start thinking about too many things. These guys just. Phew, slow down their uh, breathing rate, slow down their heart rate, and just step up and make plays. It's incredible. For more on the win and an early look
0: ahead to the Bengals-Rams Super Bowl matchup, join Lapp and Lance McAllister for Bengals line Monday night from 6 to 9 on 700 WLW. This podcast is sponsored in part by On Location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL. Visit onlocationexp.com for exclusive access to the biggest events, including Super Bowl 56. Now time for this week's fun fact segment. And my guest is a guy who joined the team just in time to head to the Super Bowl for the first time in his eight-year NFL career. Time for some fun facts with Bengals newcomer Zach Kerr, who joined the team just before the playoff win over Tennessee. Zach, your teammates are jokingly calling you two checks Kerr as in two paychecks, because you were on the Cardinals' payroll the week before for their playoff game. Earlier this year, you were with another team that's still alive in the playoffs, San Francisco. (laughs) Can you describe the whirlwind that this season has been for you?
2: To be completely honest with you, I really can't describe it, man. It's it's been crazy, you know, for me and my family. Um, You know, so it's the first time in my career where I've actually been, you know, bounced around like this. You know, the first six years of my career, I was a stagnant guy, you know, two teams, you know, that's it. And then these last few years, I just kind of been bouncing around. But this year was really special because, you know, it was um, it's my eighth year. And, you know, you know, you know what they say about when you, you know, when you start to get up there in those years as an NFL player um, and you kind of see it a little bit. But then, you know, it was just so crazy to play for the uh, 49ers who are playing for a chance to, you know, finish, finish strong. And then being with the Cardinals, who had a chance to finish strong, and now, you know, with the Bengals to, you know, we're still playing as well. So it was just crazy just to see how that transition happened. And, um, you know, it could have been any three teams and it's 32 of them. It could have been any three teams in the NFL, but it just happened to be these three. And, um, you know, I feel like my last stop has, has been the best one so far. So I'm excited about it, man.
0: So you played in a playoff win over the Titans. Did you even know most of your teammates at that point
2: from a few practices? I had, I had no idea who I was out there playing with, man. I, I knew I knew a few guys just from being in the building for, you know, what, two, two three days. Um, some guys I knew from other places and just being in the NFL and being around them. But for the most part, I mean, you know, it was it, it, just like those guys didn't know who I was either. You know what I'm saying? So it was a lot of communication in there. And, um, I couldn't have walked into a group of better guys, to be honest with you. I felt like I had been here the whole season away uh, last game went and um, these practices have been going. So it's it's really cool to see what they, what they build here in Cincinnati. And I'm just happy to be a part of it.
0: We're visiting with Zach Kerr from reading a little bit about your background and your life story. Your life could be a movie. There's been heartache. There's been hardship, but ultimately there's been triumph with eight years in the NFL and counting When you share your story with kids, where do you begin and what's your message?
2: Where I begin is uh, telling them that I actually, you know, they see this NFL player here right now, but I didn't actually start playing football until I was a junior in high school. So I kind of give them that part of it first to tell them that, to show them that you don't got to, you don't got to do it your whole life like everybody. Um, And I also tell them that to, to give them the idea that sometimes it just happens, you know, like I can't. I tried to, you know, make up this crazy, well, you know, I worked super hard, obviously I did, but it just happened. You know, I just happened to be good at football my first couple of times playing it. I happened to be this size. I happened to be, you know, athletic. It just, it, you just win the, you know, you win the the, the lottery G and, and and that's and that's pretty much what it is. And then what I try to explain to him is that you can do whatever you want to do. It doesn't have to be an NFL football player. It doesn't have to be, you know, a professional athlete for any other, Um, You know, any other sports, but I just try to explain to them that whatever you really want to do, put your mind to it and you can do it. And I think that's what my story shows. It just happened that I played football, but I put my mind to it that I wanted to be an NFL football player and it happened. So I just try to tell him that. I really try to leave football out of it because that's an anomaly for some guys, you know. Part of the hardship
0: you had to overcome was a period of homelessness as a kid. What was the low point for you?
2: I don't know um I don't know if I had any low points man my mom did a really good job of keeping us together as a family um she she did a really good job of of not really um allowing us to know what the situation was you know I to me I was in the I was I was around my families and my sisters and my mom so that was a great thing I always had food I always had clothes you know what I'm saying so I, I don't think there was so much of a low point the low point is now that we're all older, we don't get to be around each other so much. You know what I'm saying? That's the low point for me that, you know, I got to, you know, they're always all, all the way across the country or something like that. And, they, you know, we're adults. We got our own lives now. So uh, it's a little different because I'm so used to being a close-knit group and being in the same room and same living room with the same people. And uh, and now it's just, you know, we're all going out separate ways and doing good things with our lives. So that's the low point is that I don't get to see them as much as I used to.
0: chatting with Zach Kerr so as you noted you didn't play football until the 11th grade Mm -hmm. I I read that you're in the 10th grade you're in the school band you're not on the football team no (laughs) until a college coach shows up and gives you advice that changed your life right
2: yep uh Ralph Friesen was was the guy who I like to give credit to it was a couple other people in my high school that my high school head coach he had been telling me to play football like look bro you big, you athletic, you need to come get us a shot. But it wasn't until uh, Ralph walked in and he told me, he asked me, he he just he just explained it to me a little bit. It made sense to me the way he said it. He asked me if I wanted to go to, that's the first thing he said. He said, you want to go to college? I said, yeah, I'd like to go to college. He said, you want to go for free? I said, yeah, I'd like to go to college for free. That sounds like a good idea. You know, that sounds funny. And he told me, he said, well, you can go to college for free if you play football. He said, I'm telling you, it can happen. You can change your life you could change your family's life by just changing your decision making and when he told me that i kind of looked at him like hey nobody ever really broke it down to me like that it was just play football you big play football you big you know and um it got to a point where i was like you know what this is uh this is what i need to do i got my grade i was ineligible because i was i didn't care about anything i was just going to school being a high school student i got eligible and the next year i played football and he told me it was two schools that told me they said you you get eligible to play football, you'll have a scholarship from us your first day being eligible. And it was uh, University of Maryland and uh, Penn State. And those two schools stayed true to me throughout the whole entire process. And ultimately, I went to Maryland coming out of high school. So it was just crazy how everything uh, took place in my life. It, it, it's, I guess it can be a movie, but to me, it's just normal. It was supposed to happen one way. That's how I look at it.
0: Well, if it becomes a movie, I'm going because oh, I
2: appreciate that. <laughs> if it
0: Comes a movie. I'm, I'm, I'm contacting you. You're going to get a percentage of it. now. I'll finance the movie. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Let's do it. But the movie aspect isn't finished yet because you went to Maryland. You had no. some success, but two yeah. years in, they make a coaching change. And the new no. coach says, you know, maybe you'd be better off going elsewhere. So now you've got to start over again.
2: Yeah. How difficult was that? That, that was probably, that, when you asked about a low point, that was a low point for me. I remember leaving college, I mean, leaving to go to college, I told my mom to give my room to my little sister. I said, I'm never coming back home, mom. I'll never live with you again. Like, I'm a man now. And uh, two years into me saying that, I was right back in the house, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, um, you know, sleeping on the floor, all types of stuff. It was crazy now that I look back on it. But I mean, it, it was tough for me because, you know, you get to a point in your life where you think you, you figured it out, right? And life humbles you. And now you got to fight your way up out of that again. So all it really showed me was that I can do it and I wouldn't give up on myself. You know, that's 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 what that showed me. But that was a low point for me. And it was tough because I didn't know if I was going to get back into school. I didn't know. I, you know, I didn't even have anybody that w- that was showing interest at that at that time. So I just went back to my high school, started helping out with practice with the D-line and running sprints with them after practice and stuff uh, to stay in shape. and. Um, one of my one of my high school and college teammates, who was already at Delaware, gave uh, gave one of the coaches who was at Maryland a call and told him, "Hey, look, Zach's trying to get back into school." So the coach called and was like, "Hey, what do you want to do?" I'm like, "If y'all want me, I'm there. <laughs> I don't got no other, you know, I don't got no no any other no other offer." So um, everything I had to go to online school and you know pay for that myself and all types of things and uh, you know it ended up working out for the best two years at Delaware and, you know, eight years later, we still, we still doing the thing. It just shows me that I won't ever give up on myself.
0: So you signed with the Colts. You played a significant role right off the bat as a rookie. What did it mean to you the first time you're standing out on the, out on the sideline in an NFL uniform after all you overcame?
2: I cried like a baby, man. (laughs) To be completely honest with you, I cried like a baby because I knew what I had to overcome and I knew what my family had to overcome. That's all I was thinking about was, you know, my family was up in the stands, everybody was there and I was like, dang, we had to do so much for me, not for us, for me to get to this point. Uh, I I still think about that. Every once in a while, man, before a game, I think about that and I still tear up because it's, it's it's, it's, it's a dream. I tell my mom all the time, I think about my dad, I think about my mom and I'm like, dang, they sacrificed so much for me to get here. And I'm out here playing the game, just the game. And it brings everybody so much joy. So it was uh I still get emotional. I'm getting emotional now, man. Don't ask me questions <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, you'll like this then because we're gonna finish this up with a few wild card questions. And these ones are not emotional. Okay, <laughs> who is your all-time favorite athlete
2: in any sport? And why? Mike Tyson. <laughs> Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. In any sport, every sport, it don't matter. Mike Tyson. And the reason why I say that is because he went through so much. You know, he showed his whole career, he showed resilience. And, and it wasn't just boxing. It's outside of his, his boxing, his, his life in general, just all the stuff he had to endure, his mental health, all that stuff, you know what I'm saying? It's not easy. It's not easy being a, you know, almost being a billionaire and then losing it all and then still get, you know, find a way to climb out of that. That's not easy. You know, it's not easy to have your entire life put on display. And that's why I enjoy Mike Tyson because, all that happened to him, you'll get in the ring with him, he'll try to take your head off, <laughs> and then he'll try to do the same thing in life. And I, and that's why I love him. He, he's gonna be that, he's gonna be the same person all the time, and you know what you're gonna get from him. And I, and I, and I could I can go to war with a guy like that all day. Next Yesterday. wild
0: card question. You are a large man. What is the biggest inconvenience in regular everyday life for somebody your size?
2: Clothes. Finding clothes that fit. You know, to be completely honest. I like I like, I'm, I'm a stylish guy. I like I like looking like nice. I'm not a big guy that like looking sloppy. I like to look nice. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you're big, you can't be sloppy. You know what I'm saying? So I like to look, I like to look nice and take care of myself. And um, the hardest thing for me, man, is just just going into a store and knowing that they don't have anything there that fits me. <laughs> That's probably what it is. Do you, Zach Kerr, have a hidden talent? I can't impersonate people really well. That's a hidden talent. I got a, I got, I got an impersonation, Gene. I, I guess I'll say that one. You gonna give not, me one? one? I can't see. Look, I did not think gonna ask me to do that. It's on the spot, man. I, can't, I don't know who I would impersonate. You know, for you to be like, okay, I know who that is. I, you gotta, it would have to be somebody that you know. I was gonna you know
0: say, do you have a Mike Tyson? I mean, if that's your guy, can you do Tyson? Yeah, let me
2: give you, let me give you a good Mike Tyson. Let me see which, what's a good quote from him. See, his quotes are crazy, man. I don't know if I can say that was on the radio. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, can get, I got some Mike Tyson for you, but I don't know if I can get you that was on the radio right now, Dan. I ain't going to lie to you. We've got that beep button, but I'll, I'll wait
0: until we're talking face-to-face and there's no microphone nearby, and, and then I'll have okay. you do your Mike Tyson. Final okay. thing for Zach Kerr. This is kind of deep. Mm-hmm. If you could meet anybody in history, mm-hmm. athlete, actor, statesman, famous politician, whoever that might be, Who would that person be?
2: Honestly, man, it would probably be my father. (laughs) My dad passed away when I was young, so never got a chance to meet him or know him. But everybody tells me me and him are the same exact person. You know what I'm saying? So probably my pops, man. Rest in peace. Rest in peace to Winston (laughs) Kerr. Zach, this has
0: been great. Welcome to Cincinnati. Thank you so much for your time and best of luck.
2: Thank you, Dan. I appreciate you having me on, man. Have a good one.
0: That's going to do it for this episode of the Bengals Booth Podcast, brought to you by Ultimate Bengals, the free-to-play next level fantasy football game. Download it now from the App Store and Google Play. And by On Location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL. Visit OnLocationEXP.com for exclusive access to the biggest events in the NFL all season long, including the Super Bowl. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to this podcast. And if you have a minute, give it a rating or share a comment. That helps more Bengals fans find us. I'm Dan Horde, and thanks for listening to the Bengals Booth Podcast.